0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, November the 18th and our top story is that a chatterman has been found guilty of sending a fake bomb to a Covid vaccine factory. 54-year-old Anthony Collins sent the parcel to the AstraZeneca site in Wrexham, forcing them to evacuate the plant. Well, it's also been revealed in court he's a convicted paedophile and was also found guilty back in 2017 of stalking presenter Sarah Cox. Well, our reporter, Paul Hooper, was at the trial at Maidstone Crown Court.
1: On the one hand, the case had its funny elements. as Collins lectured the jury about his take on world politics. During one diatribe, he spoke about Manchester United's manager, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's wages, and compared them to what wages the nurses received. He then diverted to UFOs and incident-involving landings from outer space in parts of the US. Then he explained why he'd sent a scientific calculator to the wuhan scientist a thermometer to china a magnifying glass to the north korean leader oh and a toy police car to kent's top policeman then there were the dvds he sent of the 60s cop drama the dot green and two films involving world plagues telling the jury thought well they might give the, the world leaders a clue how to deal with COVID. it was hard listening to him in the witness box not to burst into laughter at times as collins tried to explain all the items including poundland torches which he included in the case there was a power cut but then there was the sinister side to collins the packet to wales had included batteries and wires which security staff naturally thought was a bomb they called in the army experts and the factory was evacuated while the device was made safe Well, after three hours and thirty-five minutes, the jury saw through Collins' flannel and convicted him of a serious crime and he will now be sentenced next week. Ironically, the man who scared a whole factory was too scared to come to court to hear the verdict. He remained safe in his cell, claiming other inmates had been rude to him during the journey to and fro the court.
0: Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, the Deputy Prime Minister has been defending the government's efforts to stop asylum seekers crossing the Channel to Kent. More than 23,000 people have made the dangerous journey in small boats so far this year. And it's understood just five have been returned to Europe. Justice Secretary Dominic Raab says they're working hard to tackle the issue.
2: We've seen uh, 19,000 uh, crossings stopped this year alone, 65 Convictions secured the criminal the predatory criminal gangs that thrive on this miserable trade um, The Home Secretary has been engaged with her opposite number in France uh, This week their determination is to eliminate all of these illegal crossings I think it's right there's practice around the world uh, in relation to this to look at least the possibilities of international partnerships for international Processing of some of these claims we are willing uh, to look with partners at whether it's possible to do this uh, International processing the point is as well as uh, focusing on uh, regional processing, which is probably the most, the best way, the optimum way to dealing with refugees, close to source as possible, better for them. Uh, But also we want to look with international partners at how we reduce the pull factor. So that is the incentives for the criminal gangs to try and bring people from these war-torn zones or these poorer parts of the world to the UK. We must reduce the pull factor. We'll look at all of the the legitimate means of doing that. And we'll do so with with our partners allies. The two things that we're doing, we, uh, Priti Patel is looking at the asylum system, she's got a plan to fix it. We've got a, a borders bill uh, that, that is going to be going through Parliament. I'm also looking at the related underlying issues around human rights, we're going to be putting forward proposals for consultation in relation to that.
0: Meantime, the French government has disputed a claim from the British Home Office that they agreed to work to prevent 100% of crossings. Gravesham MP Adam Holloway has been questioning Home Office Minister Tom Persglove at a parliamentary committee meeting. Why
1: can't you just make the, a deal with the French? And that people you are pick someone up that. and you take them straight back to France. That's entirely in the French interest as well. well. What I'd say on returns agreements is that that is, of course, something that we continue to work Um, towards, um, you will know. You could do it tomorrow. tomorrow.
0: And a person's been flown to hospital following a search and rescue operation off the Kent coast this morning. Border Force lifeboat crews and the Coast Guard helicopter were called to Dover and it's thought to involve small boats crossing the channel. This is our most read story today. More than 150 people were left waiting 12 hours or more in accident and emergency departments in East Kent's hospitals last month. Data shows over 22,000 have been going to A&E at the William Harvey and Ashford or Margate's QEQM every month since May. One patient has described a waiting room as like a war zone, while union reps claim staff are being pushed to their limits. The trust has apologised and said both departments are in the process of being extended, which will help speed up treatment time. Two burglars who committed a huge number of crimes across North Kent and Medway have been locked up. The 20-year-old men stole several high-value cars by brake into homes and stealing the keys. They were eventually arrested following a police chase and have now been sentenced to a total of more than six years. A man who exposed himself and sexually assaulted a nurse at a Kent hospital has been jailed for two and a half years. John Donahue attacked her while drunk in the A&E department at the William Harvey in Ashford. The 32-year-old from Maidstones High Street has several previous convictions and has also been added to the Sex Offenders Register. The head teacher of Amargate School says he's very concerned after a child was grabbed in an alleyway nearby. The girl was reportedly targeted by a man and woman next to Northdown Surgery, but they ran off when she screamed. Northdown Primary School head teacher Matthew Harris says the safety and welfare of children are of paramount importance. Kent Online reports. Now, this is probably going to be one of the most frustrating things you're going to hear today. A Kent woman has filmed the moment a bus driver refused to lower a ramp so she could get on board. Anna Morell from Eccles uses a walker to get around, but was told by the driver the ramp was for wheelchair users only. Here's some of the exchange. Can you put the ramp down, please? <laughs> I
3: can't
0: hear
3: you. <laughs> I can't hear you. What did you say? Can you put the ramp down,
0: please?
3: You're going to have to shout. I can't hear you. You've got a sore throat. I can't hear what you're saying. Can you put the ramp down, please? You can't put the ramp down.
4: You're saying no because it's for wheelchairs
3: only. The ramp is for wheelchairs only. Is that what you're saying? Who have you been told that by? i've missed what you said you can't put the ramp down why sorry i can't hear you come and speak to me i can't hear you i can't hear you and i'd like you to put the ramp down please i seriously can't hear you there can you come out of your cab and communicate with me i'm disabled and i need some help to board your bus you can't come out of your cab You're supposed to come out of your cab to put the ramp down for me. I need the ramp down because my legs don't work.
0: Well, Anna was trying to get on an Arriva 155 service and spent five minutes trying to convince the driver to help. You can watch the video in full at Kent Online. He did eventually leave his cab and phone his depot before allowing her to get on. This is what she had to say to him.
3: It's a wheelchair access ramp and you're not allowed to. Is that what you said? that's not true you need to put the ramp down for disabled people who need to use the ramp have you heard of the equality act have you heard of the equality act the equality act is a uk law a has to uh, comply with that law and it says you need to make reasonable adjustments for disabled people and that means putting this ramp down
0: because i can't get on your bus without it Well, Ariva have told the Kent Online podcast they are investigating what happened as a matter of urgency. A group of residents in a block of flats in Maidstone have started legal action against a housing association over what they describe as excessive service fees. They live at Sandalwood Court, where the monthly fee for some has risen from £277 to £405. Hyde Housing says it's due to the increase in costs of services delivered to customers and that they sent a full break down to residents in March. The ambulance service that covers Kent says all its IT systems are now functioning fully after declaring a critical incident yesterday. CCAM had to deal with a significant technical issue, which was eventually resolved last night. They've thanked staff, volunteers, and patients for their support. Meantime, the NHS have revealed plans for a new medical centre in North Kent, which would offer care to more than 20,000 patients. Bosses want to set up an enlarged health hub in Steel Avenue in Greenhithe. If approved, it will replace three existing GP surgeries in the area. And not far from there, another 121 homes are going to be built at Ebb's Fleet Garden City. Developers have been given permission for more properties on land near the Thames, not far from Gravesend. It's part of plans to create Harbour Village at Northfleet Riverside, which would provide a mix of housing, jobs and recreational places. Kent Online reports. A food bank in Medway is doing a reverse advent calendar to make sure it's got enough supplies for families this Christmas. They're asking for 24 different items to be donated throughout November to ensure meals can be provided over December and into the new year. Things on the list include tinned rice pudding, shower gel and instant mash. Lorraine Schultz is from Medway Food Bank. She's been speaking to Kat from our colleagues at KMTV.
5: What we ask is that people throughout November, and it's not too late to start now, collect an item a day for us. Just for 24 days we do this. Other organisations sometimes do something similar in December but for us if we can get the products to us by the end of November then we can ensure that we can get them out to families in need uh, before Christmas And tell me a little bit about the product list that's on there. It's all sort of long life, you know, dry
0: food. Why did you make that decision?
5: So that's the way that we work as a Trussell Trust food bank. We're part of the Trussell Trust UK wide network of food banks. Um, And the way that we operate is that all the food that's stored, and you can see it behind me here, is all long life food. So we don't give out anything that's fresh, dairy, fruit and veg. Um, Our food really is just crisis food. It's not great for people to live off of it for a long period of time. So we do get concerned when people need to keep coming back to the food bank, but we would just ask that you can help us with these items. We're facing such increases in food bank usage at the moment, so any of your donations would be kindly welcome. And how
4: much sort of response have you had yet to, you know, have people sort of been interested in the initiative?
5: So I often have people asking me in August or September when we're going to have our reverse advent calendar ready because lots of families, schools, businesses, all sorts of organisations love doing this towards Christmas, just to share the kindness that is needed and this year it's probably needed more than any year as people are facing such difficulties this winter. And that was going to be my next question. What,
4: as a food bank, are you expecting going into the winter period?
5: So we're already facing 116% increases in food bank usage compared with food bank usage before covid We fed over 18,000 people in Medway since COVID started. So going into the winter with all sorts of other increases on top of difficulties for people who've lost maybe that £20 universal credit uplift, uh, fuel increases, national insurance increases coming along the line, inflation heading up today we're hearing as well. All of that is looking like a difficult winter for people where they may have to choose between heating or eating.
0: You can also watch their video report if you head to their pages of the website. A Ramsgate tea room has caused quite a debate today after shaming a mum online after their baby left a mess under a high chair. Corbys posted a picture of the food bits on the floor on Facebook, claiming the customer had made no attempt to tidy up or apologise. Well, hundreds of people commented after it was shared by the woman's sister. Some were back the cafe. Others were supporting the parent. We've been asking in an online poll today who you think is responsible for clearing up. 67% of you think the parents should have done it before leaving. You can still have your say by voting. There are quite a few comments on this story today as well. Let's just have a look at what some of you have had to say. One says, I don't think people really appreciate just how difficult it can be when you've got kids in a restaurant or cafe. I'm constantly trying to get my son to eat without making a mess, but as hard as I try, he still throws stuff from his high chair onto the floor then there's more mess created when you lift him out of it to go and do a nappy change 28 years old he is very funny thank you very much for that one someone else has said I always make sure I clean any messes my children make while out not only is it the right thing to do but also shows a good example to my children it may not be my job but it is certainly my children that have made the jobs of others harder Another comment here, I can't see a problem with it and it probably is very frustrating having people do this. It's not even piled up. It's disgusting behaviour from a customer. Another says, whenever my kids make a bit of a mess when we go out for dinner or lunch, my wife and I always do our best to clean up the worst of it and apologise to the waiting staff. When we're seen doing that, the waiting staff invariably say not to worry and they'll sort it out. I think it's common courtesy, at least to try and clean up after ourselves and I think this is appreciated by the cafe and restaurant. restaurant staff. However, I don't think it warrants the public outburst if someone doesn't clean up. Yes, it's a bit rude and a bit inconsiderate, but not a big issue. There's an ambitious plan to boost internet speeds for thousands of us across Kent. £200 million is being spent on bringing faster broadband to more rural areas. It's hoped improving Wi-Fi connectivity will ensure the county's digital infrastructure can meet rising demand of businesses and homes. The parents of a baby from Rochester with a rare heart and lung condition are hoping to raise enough money to travel to America for treatment. One-year-old Leilani Asthorpe sometimes can't breathe properly and also needs to be fed every two hours. It'll cost a quarter of a million pounds to take her to Boston for specialist surgery. Her mum Louise and husband Leon say it's been very stressful.
4: So the short term is ARSA, which is Abhorrent Right subclavian Artery. So basically it just means that she's got an extra artery that comes up from her heart. She can't have any solid food at all. Um, She gags or, worst scenario, she could choke. Uh, But also she's had issues where she just struggles or she stops sort of breathing as well. Um, Numerous times we've had the ambulance sort of called out. Yeah, it's just a constant worry, Um, obviously never knowing it can happen at any time. The only thing they can seem to come up with is to clip the artery, which will mean ongoing surgery the older she gets, and it could be every couple of years, So the NHS have been absolutely incredible and amazing, but when they're sort of saying they don't know and they don't know this and they don't know that, and then you've got somebody in Boston that's saying, do you know what, I can fix her. It's that way up and as a mummy, if you can do that for your baby, that's what you're gonna do. It's about a quality of life, not just for Leilani, but everybody in the family for all of us I think and as a mummy you just want to fix your baby girl
0: You can find a link to their GoFundMe page at Kent Online The swimming pools at the Stour Leisure Centre in Ashford are going to reopen this weekend following a £7.5 million revamp The centre was closed last year for the improvement works to take place. The 25 metre pool was back in use in July but the leisure and learner pools have just been finished. You can see pictures of them on the website Don't forget you can join our sister radio station KMFM at Maidstone's Christmas Lights switch on tonight. Gary and Claire from Breakfast will be in Jubilee Square from Five along with the cast of the Hazlitt Theatre Panto. And Mimi Webb's going to be on KMFM later as well chatting about new EP Seven Shades of Heartbreak. The singer from Canterbury is joining Emma Joe on the hit list and we'll also chat about filming the new music video for her song Halfway at Margate's Dreamland. She's on from Seven. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram Instagram plus you can get access to the new ad free Kent Online premium site by subscribing you do it by heading to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe whilst you're on the site don't forget to check out news on how you can see an early morning partial lunar eclipse
1: news you can trust this is the Kent Online podcast